Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Um, a long-awaited episode. We've been kind of a little bit MIA the past two weeks as far as the podcast goes, but we're here to kind of share on where we've been. It's been a wild, wild west over here in 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 our world with recharge and some personal things that have been going on. So um, first of all, we had the huge buildup to our largest one day retreat. It was our summer soul retreat. And I can't even tell you the amount of transformations, magic that happened that day. It was, um, I feel like Bailey and I both left um, a lot of healing at on the floor there actually just because it was just we talked so much about generational healing and we talk about it like it's it it, like it's layers of an onion and you think oh my gosh I'm done I've made it to the finish line and then there it is right in front of you and I'm going oh my gosh but but the thing was is that spirit was leading me I really truly truly was channeling and was leading me to talk about a time in my life that I hadn't talked about in a, such a long time. Um, and it was super transformational. And it was definitely a channeled message for everybody that was there um, at our retreat. And Bailey and I um, shared, you know, we're, we're healing our DNA line. So here we are, Lionsgate Portal, which is about your DNA line. So we'll be talking more about that. But but first, I want to scooch back a little bit to leading up to that event. We're like, okay, we're going to do the podcast. And and then we just had so much to do because it, there were over 200 women there. It was, it was incredible. Dry Bar was one of our sponsors. And we had Mandala Moon Candle Company there. And it was, um, it was just, don't you think it was a great day? It was, it was um, a really... It's so interesting because we do so many retreats and we do so many different events, but they're all so different. You know, Mm -hmm. we can have like the same itinerary and the same plan or the same, the same goal, but they always, we always, we say this so much, but recharge is like its own entity, entity. Like we, we're just kind of the ones that can hold space for it and then it Mm -hmm. does what it needs to do. So Mm-hmm, it was just a really like magical but interesting day it was powerful yeah impactful I mean just I can't I've gotten multiple messages from women who had just huge awakenings on that mm-hmm. day and it was you know our, we did do a lot of fun we did do a lot of dancing and high-fiving and shaking and showing everybody how to how to release and calm down their central nervous system and gave them tips and tools for manifesting um, and releasing what's no longer serving you, which is super necessary, especially at the Lionsgate portal, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit. But 
that day was, oh my gosh, we left there and then we did a healing after that for one of our dear friends who's having some challenges with her children. And so then we held circle after that for what, for like an hour and a half, two hours? Like an hour and a half. Yeah, Yeah. it was a lot. And so when we left there, the floor was wiped. We were, we were, we were baked and we were done. And I know I had given every piece that I had inside of me, um, on that day. And then, then just not that much longer after that day, it was Tuesday. I woke up in the middle of the night. Usually I I drink a lot of water during the day. So I woke up, you know, thought, oh, maybe I just need to go to the bathroom, went, went to the bathroom and then started cramping. And I'm like, what is going on? So I thought, well, maybe I need more water. Maybe I need to stretch. So I went downstairs and I was doing cat cow on the front room, living room floor, got some bubbly water. Nothing was making it feel better. Drank a little tiny bit of the bubbly water and then that was it. And I started spasming and cramping so bad that I literally, I didn't know what was going on. I knew I was in so much pain that I needed to get to the hospital. And so this was on Tuesday after after the um, summer soul day retreat. So I'm I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, what is going on with my body? I start crawling, literally crawling up the stairs because I cannot stand up. And um, and Bailey hears me moaning. I think right? Didn't you hear me? I heard you. Yeah, I was like, I woke up in the middle of the night because it was Monday night, but it was at like one a.m. Oh, it was Monday night. And I could hear my mom. It was so weird at first. I could hear her. You were almost like screaming in a way. It was horrible. And I was like, what? And then I was like, maybe I imagined that and started going back to sleep. <laughs> Actually, I'm so sorry. Such a good daughter. No, you are a good daughter. <laughs> and then oh I heard gosh. it again and I got up and I found you out in the hallway. Yeah. And so, um, so Margie came into play. Margie Bailey's car. My husband was like, okay, I'll be right behind you guys. Bailey It's like, I'm taking her to the hospital. <laughs> and so Grizz hopped in his truck behind her. But she, Bailey drove <clears throat> like the best ambulance driver. You all, you all would be so proud of her because I was moaning and writhing and writhing and writhing and, and doing all kinds of contortions in the front seat trying to feel better and could not get she started hitting my dashboard at one point <laughs> i was like going through red lights going like a hundred down back streets i swear i probably got there quicker than any ambulance i would say there. you did and so then we get there and they say sit in this i've never seen those kind of wheelchairs that's how long it's been i since i've been in the hospital it's like this wire crate <laughs> they want to, i was like what are we i'm like you want me to sit in that crate that wire crate so any of you who have been to the hospital maybe that's a new thing i don't i don't know maybe it's for cleanliness or sterile but i i have no idea but it was super like i can't sit in that but i tried my best because he was intimidating the guy who was making us get out of the car and telling me to sit in the chair and I was like I am trying to sit in the chair and my body just was not cooperating it was had a life of its own and so they wheeled me into emergency and then I sat there what like for Grit says it was five hours I don't know if it was five it's like three and a half three and a half hours no pain meds no nothing I'm sure if my family wasn't there they would have thought I was a meth addict 
why I was acting. Yeah. I was we couldn't, we couldn't go in there because yeah. of COVID. So Grizz and I were just, wa- we had, we found this little window where we could see you through. Oh, no. We crawled around the, and we went through the bushes just to make sure you were okay. And oh my gosh, you, guys. you were always, you, mom was just in her cheetah her PJs. <laughs> and, and in the middle of the waiting room in a lot of pain in a lot of pain and with nobody helping and the only thing that made them be kind honestly it was scary to see that you know the only thing that made made um made the er nurses which i'm sure they see a lot i mean to give them give them some grace they must see a lot but so they and they have no idea you know that i'm like i don't drink like i don't barely even take an advil and um they have no idea who I am. They might think I'm some drug addict or something with how I was acting. But I seriously have never been in that much pain. And for three and a half hours, and it was just like, just somebody, like, just help me. And and they were having none of that. They were they were just ignoring me completely. And finally, um, they got me back to um, to do an ultra an ultrasound. And she looked at my whatever was going on inside my stomach, and she said. I cannot believe they have not given you pain meds with this going on. And I just, I looked at her and I go, well, what, is, what do I have going on? And she said, I can't say I'm not a doctor, but they should have you on pain meds. And I'm like, can you please tell them that? And so, but she, she didn't have any power control over that. Anyhow, long story short is Bailey the whole way through, she was like, but my mom is the healthiest woman I know. <laughs> to everybody who had listened, you don't understand. She's the healthiest woman. This cannot be happening to her. She's looking at that. Somebody looks at her. She goes, you don't understand. She is the healthiest woman that I know. And people just don't care. They're like, yeah, whatever. You know, she's probably. Like, this does not make sense. This does not make sense. So, and it's still, I mean, still really, it doesn't make sense, but it will after I get towards the end, because I've had a lot of job, time to process. So, so the, um, so we are in, I get it, finally get admitted. They get me on some heavy duty painkillers. I'm feeling, um, still cramping, but, but manageable pain. And, um, and the doctor comes in who seriously, you guys looks like Doogie Hauser. Like, I thought he was, like, 18. He looks so young. I was like, She okay. looked at him because <laughs> she ends up having, she had to have surgery. But mm-hmm. she she looked at him. She goes, how many of these surgeries have you done? And I'm like, mom. I'm like, mom, no. <laughs> She's like, you look really young. And I'm like, mom. <laughs> I was not going to let Doogie Hauser be his first patient. There was no way I was going under the knife with Doogie Hauser. And so you see, I haven't been, honest to goodness, I've not been in the hospital since I had my last baby. So I mean, I have not been in a hospital for 25 years. That's that. No wonder the wheelchairs have changed. I mean, seriously. A lot has changed. Yeah. And so, oh my gosh. So I go in there and, um, and we did... I'm like, Bailey, let's just not tell anybody because we have no idea what's going on with my body. So we told a very small, 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 small few people. Um, my, um, because the doc, Doogie Hauser, but his name is actually Madden, so I'll call him Madden and give him the respect that he is due because 
that guy is an awesome surgeon. I cannot even believe. Well, it ended up being a different surgeon. No, he, he didn't, didn't. Oh, he, he didn't, didn't do it. No, he didn't. He got off. Oh, he clock. got off and he introduced me to that other guy. Yeah, the other guy did it. Oh. The other guy was really because the he was the, very nice. Too, the young, though. the young guy was like looking at me and he's like, "It could be cancer. It could be a mass. Like I'm not sure what I'm gonna find." And I'm like, "What? You go away." I, was like, I didn't know he told yeah, you. Yeah, he told that. me all of that, and I was like. I was trying not to start crying because I was like, what the hell? Like, is there any good news that you're going to tell me that it's most likely what it was, which she had a um, bile duct block. Which was was like one of the best case scenarios. Best case scenarios. But he's giving me all the the worst worst case scenarios. All the worst case scenarios. He's like, maybe I might have to take out a chunk of her intestines. And yeah. And sew it back together. Yeah. I was like, so. So you. No wonder God removed him from the premises. So he said that maybe the other doctor, he might not do it depending on the time. The other doctor may come in and do it. And when I met the other doctor, he was like so reassuring. So just like, yeah, I'm just going to go in there and we'll take care of it. And then she's healthy. The recovery process isn't that bad. It's most likely this, which is what you ended up being, which was like the best case scenario and completely put me at ease. Intestinal. I had intestinal adhesions with a block. Yeah. So from a C-section, from her C-section that she had with my brother... So it's caused by scar tissue, you guys. I go, how does this happen? And he said the intestinal adhesions come from scar tissue from a previous surgery. He goes, when did you last have surgery? And I go, I knew it. I knew it was Levi. Levi. Levi Levi did this to me. (laughs) If he would have just came out like other babies. But no, no. Levi had to be my challenge child, which... He continued to be, but he, he's definitely worth it. He was uh, he was a, a colicky baby and all kinds of stuff. But that, that C-section apparently caused a lot of scar tissue because you know what? And I know that a lot of women that I train who have surgeries, I, I say, please, please rest. Please don't pick up anything heavier than the doctor tells you for a few weeks. Please just let your body heal because what happens when you don't is scar tissue and scar tissue causes more reoccurring surgeries than anything else and so for me I when I had the c-section I started walking right away I started putting Levi on my back in a backpack because he was so colicky I did all the dishes I didn't I carried groceries I did not stop and so it's no wonder that I had that I had some scar tissue and it's just so surprising that here it is almost 30 years later. That's just wild. Almost 30 years later. That's just And it caused crazy. all this commotion. Caused all she this had commotion. A, a blockage in her intestines. So nothing was moving through. And that's what was causing the spasms and, and the pain. And, and the so pain. they had to go in and basically they explained it like, you know, if you have a hose and there's a kink in a hose and the the water stops and it builds up like that's what was going on inside of her. So then they decide, let's not do surgery. Let's put a tube down your throat. Remember that? So they put this tube that is very challenging to get down your throat and they keep shoving it down your throat and it's a stomach, it's a stomach tube to get all the things out of your stomach. And it has this big like S shape in it. So you have to keep swallowing and swallowing and swallowing and to get it down into your stomach. So then they have, then they go in and then they make sure that it's in the right position and then they start draining your stomach to kind of see if the kink will release itself. 
Remember? I remember. Yeah, so so I was in pain. They were giving... Now, remember, I don't even... You guys, I don't even take an Advil hardly. And they're giving me Dilaudid. I think it's Dilaudid. Dilaudin. Dilaudin. They're giving me this massive, major narcotic every two hours trying to get this kink in my in my stomach i probably still have a little bit of that stuff in my body right now as we're speaking (laughs) and so because i've never had all these drugs in my body ever so i am um i have this tube down my throat and it's and they strap it to my nose so i look like an aardvark like it's taped it's taped. It's, I looked like I saw myself in the mirror. You never told me that, but I looked like an aardvark because it was this huge thing taped to my nose, going down my nose, down my throat, into my stomach. Then these tubes coming out and draining into this bag over to the left that I just would not look at. So giving me drugs every two hours, and then they come in there on Wednesday, and he says, "You know, what do you think? We could keep trying this process, or we could do surgery." And we, and Bailey's like, a surgery for sure. It wasn't, well, it wasn't getting better. And what they said was, and you were still consistently needing the lot in every, you you kept trying to ask for it before you needed it. Not needed oh, it, yeah. but before you were allowed to have it. Like they say every three hours and she was in such severe pain, like within two it. hours mm-hmm. that, and I was like, that's not, you know, this is not look like it's a promising path and she, it's not getting better and. The CT scan said that the, you know, normally they'll look for the fluid and see if it made it pass through and it wasn't passing through. So, yeah, they ended up doing the scheduling surgery for that. Wednesday. Yeah, that later that evening, which was when we met the young doctor, the young surgeon, and then they switched out to another surgeon. And all the nurses were really kind that you got to. Mm. Super. I ran into one of them at... When I was at the gym yesterday. Oh, you did? Or wait, the day before. It was Katie. Oh, Katie. I passed by her and I was like, The little blonde? No, she was a redhead. She was a CrossFit, the one that wants to become a CrossFit coach. And I ran into her and I was like, I want to let you know, like, you are amazing at your job. And thank you. And she's like, thank you for stopping me and saying that. And I'm like, of course. Like, thank you for taking care of my mom. Like, you know, it's so crazy. Like, nurses out there, I have so much credit for or so much respect for because- It's, it's really like I saw some nurses in there that were mm-hmm. really just like heartless. Yeah, and it, I was trying not to get pissed off, honestly, mm-hmm. because I know that we they experience a whole different world. But it's mm-hmm. like that's such a job where you really need the people in there are most likely scared or they're alone or they're not sure what's happening. So having those kind-hearted spirits in there just to be like, hey, like. I see you, I hear you, I'm here to take care of you and help you, like, world of a difference, you know? Oh, totally. And that, and the electromagnetic frequency in a hospital so low. I was so thinking about that. Oh, my God. Mom felt had, it. she had this one lady that was next to her, and mom and I were talking, um, and you had just had surgery, so you were feeling better, and all of a sudden, there's, like, these curtains, because they have so much overflow, so they put, like, a bunch of people in the same room, and just put curtains between us and all of a sudden they have their button together and we we see a face poke out <laughs> through looking through at the, us. through the curtain and it's my mom's neighbor and she goes hello and, we're all, <laughs> <laughs> and mom and i both like kind of were like stunned for a second we're like hello <laughs> she's like 
She's like, I'm sorry, we're in here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you look like you need to be, like, like in a mental hospital, maybe. Because and she apparently. Ended, she ended up having, like, people in the middle. And, like, the police Hallucinating. Ended, and the hallucinating. police came. And yeah. I was like, this is not safe. <laughs> this is not safe. Where's Bailey? This is not safe. She was looking for everybody's cell phone. I, so I hid my cell phone. It was like, I, didn't I, I yeah, and I got up and I said, excuse me, but this is not safe. <laughs> she should be somewhere else, not in a hospital, in a recovery room with everybody else trying to recover. And she's yelling, <laughs> throwing out F-bombs, trying to get into their refrigerator and grab food. It was horrible. That should have become your best friend. Oh, you my gosh. Like, okay, we're in this together. I think you get the sandwiches. <laughs> no, she was, she was like, okay. And she was, she was really, I think she might... Before she was, because she was literally hallucinating. It was really, I'm glad that they, they took her to a room by herself, which she needed. And I think she was detoxing from alcohol, which, you know, so that was, that's a whole nother thing. But anyhow, they did the surgery. (laughs) They did the surgery. And then after the surgery, I'm telling you, my stomach was 100% better. It was just a little sore. Like today, it's still just a tad sore, but I've been walking which is good. I walked five miles today, which is good. It wasn't too much. I didn't carry anything. It was, I just walked. The first day I walked one mile. Yesterday I walked two. Today I was feeling really good, so I did twice. I did walked two times. And I'm, and I'm only going to be walking for the next few months. Not a few months, a few weeks. And then I'll get back to my workouts. But I wanted to tell you that I had had that surgery. And then, and then, then what you have to do is you have to get out as quick as possible. You have that, that, and the goal for me to get out as quick as possible was I had to walk, and I had to go poop. I had to go number two. She had, she had to pass gas. I had to pass gas. So we were, we got her up and walking, and her hair at the at this point was like dreading in the back, and I was like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, Bailey, conveniently, conveniently kept forgetting the brush. I was trying Although my she best. Was, she was giving me facials and rubbing lotion on my feet. <laughs> I was like, and on my hands. So we got her up walking, mm-hmm. and then as she's walking, all this <laughs> this might be TMI, but we're out, this is this is the podcast for you guys. Um, as we're walking, all of a sudden we hear her too. And it was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We were so excited. We, we came so back. We told everybody who would listen. <laughs> we told and everybody. We're everybody. Like, you know what she just did? Uh, yeah. We're like, doesn't that mean that she's healing? She's healing getting better. And she gets to leave soon. And they're like, yeah, yeah. It would. And then, yeah, we're like, she was in bed and she she did it again. We're like, hey, <laughs> she just did it again. Can she go? <laughs> <laughs> So, needless to say, all the functions are happening fine now. <laughs> now that you guys, so I just the reason why I wanted to share this story is because initially, when when I went into the hospital, we didn't know, like Bailey said, we didn't know if it was going to be cancer or if it was going if I was going to have part of my intestines removed. And I, I wanted to give my family time to process that and myself time to process that. We didn't know, and and I just I think that. Now being out on the other side of it, I had surgery on Wednesday and today is Sunday. And I got home on what, Friday? Friday. Yeah, I got home on Friday. So it's just like, I really feel like part of that, 
And I talked to um, one of my friends today who's also an energetic healer. And um, we talked for a while. And she said, you know, that you went through very, I went through a molestation for quite a few years um, when I was little. And when I was 10, it was the hardest because um, I told my mom and she still left me alone with the perpetrator and acted like it, I didn't even tell her. It was just mind boggling to me. I really felt like I was worthless and like I didn't matter. And that if my own mom wouldn't protect me, I must not be very lovable. Like I must be, you know, just a piece of dirt. That's how I felt. So that was when I was 10. So at the event that we were talking about, this is how this comes full circle, is that at the one-day retreat, God was leading me, my angels and my guides were all leading me to talk about um, when Bailey was 10, and I was going through a very dark time, and Bailey took my hand, and she walked me around the block, and she told me all the reasons why I needed to stay and why I needed to be here. And so when Bailey did that at 10 and I was 10 when I felt worthless it's just like full circle oh. it's so full, full circle and I think what happened is that this was right in my right above my root chakra which is my my um, sacral area is where I was having where I have three uh, they did it laparoscopically which is really cool all on my left side and um, I have three small incisions and um but it was all throughout my sacral chakra which is isn't that and isn't that so sacral chakra has to it's like i mean it's called your in sanskrit it's your swadhisthana which means one's own abode it has so to do with safe in my own abode it has to do with how you feel in your body it has to do with also your sacral chakra is connected to any like sexual relationships mm. that you have oh and i was molested yeah it's a very it's it's a very it it can get tainted really easily by people that are like within yeah your space you know what i mean yeah that are, and especially that are, don't feel safe yeah it has to do with your it's your body it's your temple it's the place that you're supposed to feel safe that governs your yeah how you feel walking in this earth you know what i mean yeah you that so to have that all in that moment happen and to also to have that blow up like that right after we went through that big energetic um you know moment yeah because it was wild it was yeah your body holds trauma your body holds trauma and then that's what because i called cat when i dropped you off at the er Mm -hmm. i was like who would be awake right now and and then I was like, because I was alone because Grizz wasn't there yet. And I was like scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know what was happening within you. And you kept going in and out of consciousness. It felt like when we were in the car. So I was like, it felt like something mm-hmm. super serious. Mm-hmm. And then Kat answered because Kat's like a night owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, I was like, what's going on with her? Like, how do you feel about this? Like, can you give me some input? And she s- said that when you spoke about that at the event, it probably brought up a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something that was in there that got released released and then mm-hmm. yeah so it's crazy you guys it's crazy and i think the reason why i was told to talk about that is because we cleared so much we cleared so much there's like seriously bailey's children and levi's children and hunter's children and there's children's children's children will not have to go through this again ever it will never ever happen again not to any one of them and i felt that in that room 
there was a lot of generational healing going on and I needed to share that with them because people have a tendency to, to look at us and go, oh, nothing ever happens to them. Everything is always perfect. And that's not the truth. The truth it's is, not, is, yeah, the truth is, is that stuff happens to us all the time. But we, but like we were, we actually opened up our curtains and we were people <laughs> watching at one point. We, and we, we showed up tried, as best as we could in yeah. that moment. And yeah, once we knew that everything was okay. But yeah, I think that's why we really tried to be mm-hmm. as authentic and transparent because it is you know, and I've been in this position where I've looked at some people that are su- like successful in what they're trying to create or or they're in these positions where they're teaching or leading. And it's hard to think that like they. Nothing I always, ever bad happens. To yeah. Them. And that's not the case. I think that you and I have had like the mm-hmm. some of the longest journeys and same with our family, too. So mm-hmm. it's we share it to let you know that you are not alone and that we are we see you and we hear you and that. Life is one big journey of contrast and that you mm-hmm. you do even in these harder, scarier moments, we still found space to laugh, and, to laugh. and Which to, helps you heal faster. Yeah. And to try to raise mm-hmm. a vibration just within who we we're coming in contact with within the hospital, you know. And, and we like, were super kind to everybody. Yeah. And just try to make the best out Rosmina. of it. My yes, oh, our she nurse. Was so oh she my was God. Resmina. Oh my gosh, if you're listening to this, you never know. She was amazing. We did give her our contact information because we really like, liked come her. Come to one of our retreats. We like you. You are welcome. But we. But I do want to also say to you is that um, is that hard, challenging things happen to everybody. I'm going to tell you that. I mean, I've seen that. With everybody I know, you look at somebody's life, you go, oh, their life is always perfect. That is never, never true. Because if you're here on earth, you came here to learn, you came here to grow, and you came here to love. And love yourself first. Love God, yourself, and then anybody else you want to after that. But see, I had to unlearn not loving myself and relearn loving myself and know that I was deserving. And so I'm just... I think it's just such a wild, magical, amazing journey we're on. And then what Bailey and I do, why I think one of the reasons, well, I know this is true, the reasons why we share so transparently is because we want to give you roadmaps. We want to go, here's the trail map. Here's the trail map so that you can have Gracie's and flow while you're going through this hard time. It can be a little bit, it doesn't have to be quite so hard. Mm-hmm. And don't go this way. And don't go this way. And don't talk to that crazy person who's speaking through the curtains. <laughs> Leave that person alone. Somebody yeah. else will come. That's not yours to take. And then the other thing is that I was going on the fir- my first night home. My husband, he looks over at me and he goes, I'm now so worried about you. And I said, don't, don't say that to me. Do not say I am worried about you. Say, I see you healed and whole. Say, I'm so grateful that you're healthy and happy and whole. I'm so gra- grateful that, I mean, I gave him a talking to because I was like, don't don't worry over me. Because when you worry over me, it creates more of that. I said, remember, what you focus on, you find, you want to worry, then they'll, they will, things will happen to give, they'll give you something to worry about. So I said, see me healthy. That's what, that's the best thing you can do. And so, you know, I know it'll take a little while for him and for Bailey both probably 
to unwind about this because like last night um I got up in the middle of the night again like I always do and he's like hey are you okay is everything okay I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm just just going to the bathroom <laughs> so, so but it but I understand it at the same time so um but that came out of nowhere that was kind of a little bit of a that was a big shocker um so moving into the Lionsgate, which is tomorrow we've had a lot of intense energy this past week you know a lot of people have had I had I went to the hospital a lot of my friends, somebody, one of my very dear friends hurt one of her prize horses, um, ended up also in the hospital. Another um, friend of mine um, left her husband. I have somebody else who ended up losing her job, like a lot of clearing of space. So from, and I mean clearing of space. So like for me, not with the horse, I don't know what the lesson was there, but for me with this, what happened to me is that the blocks were literally removed. Like energy was cleared. And now during the Lionsgate, Lionsgate portal, which has been building and building, you have to be ready for it. So here's what the life, you guys are wondering what it is. It's the 8-8, August 8th. The Lionsgate portal is, is bringing in huge light code energy. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but when we went on our first walk um, a couple of days ago, the, the light outside is so incredibly bright. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. it's incredible and I go I don't I was going to put on a sun uh sunscreen shirt you know UV ray shirt I thought no I want the light I felt like I'm supposed to get be getting these downloads now now is the time to tune into these energies and anchor them into your body your soul and your life the lion's gate is bringing forward powerful DNA activations paradigm shifts heart chakra upgrades and magical transformations as we move through the next week, so this is like from now, you know, August 7th is today. This will probably be posted tonight or tomorrow. It's going to be the next week. It's going to be really important to set powerful intentions that are aligned with your life purpose. The Lionsgate is all about your life purpose. And hold these intentions within a sacred space and allow magic to take place. Huge shifts are on the horizon. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And what's happening, like what, with the light, is that Sirius, which is our the brightest star in our solar system, is aligning with the sun. So all of this massive amount of light is coming down onto the earth and light codes. And light codes hold information. And they hold memories from, like, say, it could be when you're younger or from past lives or different gifts and and guidance really to like there's I there's this other podcast called Elevate the Globe and they talk a lot about how this year is the year of the of destiny so it's the year to not just go after like what you're you feel like you're fated and like fate has kind of guided you into and you're like this is I'll settle here like no like this is the year to go after your destiny and after the things that light you up and 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 maybe if you don't know what that is yet it's the year to explore that I that's so powerful I really am going to also encourage all of you to use your voice to speak into the cosmos like say it out loud 
what you want because your voice is so powerful when you when you can really manifest with your words so speak aloud your wishes your dreams and your hopes and then really try try your best even if it's challenging there's the reason why fake it till you make it is the cliche is because it works is believe in yourself enough to speak your wishes out loud even if there's fear so fear that you're not enough because I'm going to tell you, there's somebody out there listening right now that says, oh, my dreams are too big. Fear of disappointment. What if it doesn't happen? Fear of failure. What if I can't do it? Whatever, whatever you're thinking you can, it's only impossible until it's done. And then guess what? Then you, then you just changed your whole destiny. It's like it's right there in front of you and you're getting help from your angels, from your guides, from the universe to just you know, take your, take your dream and just take a chance. Like put the risk on yourself and just say yes to the possibilities because you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is the day that is super powerful and where I am doing a miracle live or miracle morning tomorrow um, mm -hmm. on our Instagram. We do them every Monday at 10 a.m. And then the replays are always available if you can't be there at 10 a.m. So I'll be, we'll be doing a, a little bit of breath work and then meditation and journaling around this because it is just such, this time last year I was actually in Costa Rica. I was at my yoga retreat or my yoga training. So I was there for 30 Look days. Look at what's happened in a year. I know. That's what I'm trying to, like, oh so we did a whole ceremony around the Lion's Gate with uh, 30 other girls. And wow. what I wrote down for my Lionsgate portal manifestations I'm telling you guys a majority of it came true and so much has happened within a year and that's the power within intentions and like becoming focused and clear on on what it is you're really wanting and desiring and now's a beautiful time to do it because we have all this massive amount of support cradling it mm -hmm. so one last thing before we let you go and then I'm excited about Bailey's Lionsgate tomorrow that's so exciting. And then we'll be back on track with our podcast. We recommitted today. We did, we um, became, we, we drew blood. We did the little blood thing and then we made a promise to each other and we smeared the blood. We did not do this. Okay. We, <laughs> okay. Okay. We may have pinky sweared. We may have pinky sweared. There was no blood drawn. Okay. So, <laughs> so the number eight is all about infinity, which is the eight eight is tomorrow transformation, higher consciousness, DNA activation, infinite potential. So it's time to tune into your body and honor each and every cell. So we're we're so excited to help you manifest the life of your dreams. We we really are. The when you show up, you change everybody else's life around you. So we love you. We love you guys. Yeah, thanks for sticking around with this one and we're going to be back on track because we do love the podcast. It's just been kind of crazy. It's been wild. And I, so, and I was in the hospital. You were in the hospital. But I'll be, I'm better now. She's like night and day. Night and day. So I love you guys. We'll see you. We will hear. We will talk to you. Bailey always says you're not going to see him. <laughs> we will talk to you next Tuesday. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. From the RV. From the RV. You'll have to hear more. Actually, Olivia is going to be on with us. Oh, Olivia. Yeah. So we have a, um, she's from Goddess Night Out. And That's right. She's an astrologer. And so she's great. We're going to have her on the podcast. Which will be amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so we'll see you soon. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.